So you think you got a lot to say Well, I think you better clear the space When it comes to movies, I got the better taste No one knows what you're talking about anyway Hi everyone, welcome to Anyway with Sam and Tyler. Uh, Tyler, say hi. Hi, this is this is <laughs> Tyler, and this is Anyway with Sam and Tyler. Oh, okay. I'll be Sam today then. That's fine. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. I'm super excited. I'm starstruck. I'm fangirling, and we have with us today Tony Kim. Hey. So to- Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do yeah well hey thanks for having me um i hope everyone's doing great um what i do is uh i, I roll out of bed at the crack of like eleven thirty a.m <laughs> and i get on the couch get on the couch with a, uh, you know a, a pint of ice cream and i just <laughs> eat that all day long check the cnn and then and go to bed <laughs> that's that's what i've been doing for 11 months so um that's yeah. awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow get up so early in the morning <laughs> yeah so uh like again my name is tony and i'm the owner of uh, a geek fashion apparel company called hero within in a couple months we'll begin our fifth year but you know, we're, we're kind of rounding up for fourth year. And yeah, you know, we, we, we started, uh, we started a, year, a few years back to 2016, um, which feels like already feels like it was 20 years ago. And, um, you know, we, we were, we kicked off um, at a San Diego Comic-Con and it's been a crazy roller coaster ride ever since. And of course it was a crazy, difficult, challenging year like it was for so many. And so grateful to, still be standing and still operating and still moving forward um even in the midst of all the challenges and and it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel so um again as long as uh, all of us have our our good health and have you know have jobs and able to you know to move forward my my sort of uh um saying over the past year has been uh survival is success and so as long as you can survive then we're we're all successful you know that's awesome. I love that sentiment. It's really <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> it's also it's also sad and depressing. But yes, it's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides that. of the same coin, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- to- totally. And like, well, we, we've had you on uh, a few shows. I mean, you've been on Unnecessary Debates. You've been yeah. on our old show, The the Gathering, way back when. I think you were on a geekery as well. But um, yeah, and I have a ton of, of Hero Within stuff i'm not not wearing it like currently right now i'm just wearing what what i woke up in but um (laughs) because hey it's the quarantine and i don't have to impress anybody (laughs) it was fun to to be able to be on those panels and boy do i really miss um meeting in person and yeah you know just hanging out and geeking out i definitely want to utilize you on unnecessary debates and our 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 new show most of the stream ranking challenge but we'll talk about that later Yes, you have to be on that show. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, Tony, I've told you many times, and I'm going to say it again. You are one of my favorite people on this planet. <laughs> and you and your entire team and your entire family, like you guys are just like the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And you do so much good for everybody and everyone in the community, everyone in the geek community, but also like you know, in, in our local community as well. So thank you for that. 
you're, uh, well, you're, you're an icon. <laughs> you're, you're, you're super sweet. And um, again, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the past year or so. And I think I'm, uh, I think I met you a couple years back through Tyler. Did I, did I meet you Tyler? At a, I feel like I was at, at a WonderCon maybe, or. It was designer con. Yeah, designer that's con. right. 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 Uh-huh. right. Um, there, there, there but, was a T-Rex. Uh, there was a, uh, yeah. there was yeah. like a bunch of stuff. <laughs> don't mean to keep keep being sad and pitiful about Comic-Cons, but, you know, that's one of the <laughs> biggest things I've missed is that how many new people you get to meet at those shows and Absolutely. How, many more, how many, like, new friends you get to make. And, um, you know, I think that that's more than just selling merchandise. I think that's what I missed the most is that, you know, I met you at a con. And, and Tyler, I think I met you at a con as well a couple years before that had a... yes uh we actually uh, funny story we met at i don't know if you remember this comic excitement it was oh, a one-time convention that um <laughs> can i just can i say is it kosher to say a major failure like it was a big i think it was your only sale it was your first round <laughs> of your flash hoodie which i still have and i don't fit in and because i I've gained the weight. I've gained that quarantine weight, so I can't fit into it. But um, and that, that thing is like so worn out because I wore it all the time. But well, um, well, well, if you remember, it was uh, it, it was a a new show that maybe had it was a two or three day show, and at any given time, there was maybe you know you can count on two hands having people were on the floor at any given time, right? It was it was a I thought it was a pandemic going on back then because it was. <laughs> There was no, there was nobody there. It was. The I think Eric and I counted. I yeah, they had a ten thousand dollar prize for their cosplay um, competition, and that's when they. I think Eric and I counted thirty two people plus the contestants. But when we were walking at the show around, yeah. But during the show, yeah. during the actual hours of selling, I think we counted at most twelve people at this convention. Oh and this God. convention yeah. was in the LA Convention Center. Oh, jeez! Yeah. It was the biggest failure, and I—I I don't want to speak ill. I—I feel bad for the team and like the owner and stuff. But like, man, but I—they well, I didn't—they didn't—they didn't come back. So yeah, <laughs> it's over. Oh, no, yeah. Um, oh, the man. title to me kind of sounded like a little, like it's like a fake thing people say in a movie instead of yeah. like saying Comic Con or something. Right, like, right. It's got- <laughs> it's like an off-brand. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. And Bob, like in a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on out. Comic excitement. <laughs> yeah. He should do a movie about that or some do, do something like that. It was a truly bizarre experience, and so I've never experienced anything like that before. And um, and since the show has has never returned, I don't think you know. It, it, I don't think it made it past that first year. But man, that was. But the, the highlight of it was like, I got a chance to meet you. And then I got to yeah, meet Samantha. Oh, exactly. Samantha. So, you know, it, it's, it all happens for a reason. So, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Colin. <laughs> How do you feel? Because uh, I've noticed that um, you've been doing a few virtual conventions. Like you were moderating some stuff with some yeah. really cool, really cool actors and, 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 and stuff. And they also have the virtual artist alley the virtual exhibit hall and what yeah. i mean what have ah, your yes. experience has been with that and i mean how do you feel yeah you know um it's very mixed i think people fans that also experience these virtual shows would probably also say it's mixed because um 
you know, obviously when the pandemic hits and, you know, if you remember a year ago when everything was going down, we all thought, oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll lock down for a month or two, but then everything will be back by summer. And then, oh, well, maybe it'll probably be back by fall. Oh, well, end of the year, you know? And so I think because we were all so unprepared for it, you know, everyone pivoted and did the best they could to put on a, some sort of virtual experience. But, um, but, you know, for the most part, what it meant was just a series of zoom meetings, right. You know, I mean, just, uh, and, and, um, which is always great when you're, when you're locked down, you have nowhere to go. I think it's great to have, um, to have celebrities on a, on a zoom panel. Um, but as far as a, on a vendor side of things, it was very difficult because, um, most of the shows would do their best to sort of host a number of, you know, their sort of virtual vendors, whatever on their native sites. Um, but it didn't translate into shopping dollars for the most part. I mean, just just because, I mean, you know, I mean, people don't need that. They can just go directly to your website. They don't need to, you know, try to, um, you know, scroll through pages and pages of these links to just sort of find. And typically those pages were not the, um, the hosting platform was not originally set up to host vendors. And so it's just, it was sort of clunky, you know, and. It was a very user experience for people to go on and try to shop through the vendors. And so, so really for those virtual cons, the, the probably the best thing they offered were the, were the panels, you know? Um, and so San Diego for us uh, last year, you know, we remember we did the Comic-Con at home thing and the, the because of the, the brand name of Comic-Con, um, we did, we did, you know, much, we did much better than we expected we were going to because of, again, like I mentioned before, the virtual experience has not translated into dollars, but we actually, for San Diego, we actually did quite well, which is really, you know, great. Um, it was great to, to, you know, a little, a little bright spot in a otherwise dark market. I feel like they tried, they really tried to make it feel like you're virtually going through, uh, yeah. um, the exhibit hall, like you had to go to the map and then click on it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, <laughs> which, is, which it, is cool. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cute, but it just wasn't like sustainable. Like a lot, of, it, it wasn't like you could really go. Through, you would, you know, you would really go through large, large sections of the map, and so, um, so I think that that's the that's probably the most difficult part. Is while I think bringing content online and making these panels more accessible, because really, when you think about it, was for San Diego. Um, you know, the, the content is not typically available to a global audience. And the fact that they made it available for a global audience is really cool. You know, you have so many people, you know, you know every year, how many people miss Comic-Con and they, or they've never been able to get in. And so to have that content available is really awesome. But that is true. It's more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I've been like the only person online apparently who's been like praising what they did. I actually like, like ever since it happened, like everybody else was, was always like bashing it and i was just like i loved it because everybody got to experience it i got now everybody got to see unnecessary debates and it was yeah, like a I lot know. of fun i, I totally and, agree you know my panels i did got like 10 times the amount of viewers that that would typically be inside a room like that so i agree i was like praising it i thought considering how quickly you know because they had to cancel and then make that pivot and put on the virtual show pretty quickly and i thought it was great 
right for what it was. And so um, it, people, yeah. I mean, the, it's the, better the, than nothing. People were critical sure. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the alternative? Nothing. Nothing was the alternative. And so I was really, I thought it was great. And um, again, like, I don't know if it's going to, you know, it doesn't appear like we're going to have another San Diego. And so I don't know what it's going to look like uh, again this year, if it's going to be the same or new or hopefully new and improved. But, but you know, the, um, the DC fandom was pretty cool. Did you get a chance to to experience? Oh yeah. We, that? We, had yeah. A whole, we had a whole episode talk about how much I loved it. I mean, of course yeah, I they, have, they have way more money and way more, uh, impl- and p- more people and marketing and stuff to be able to make it like like be- I, not better they're also more targeted too yeah well yeah that that too but like a lot of people were were bashing on comic-con being like why couldn't comic-con be like fandom because i was like because one thing comic-con is uh non-profit and the other thing is they're not a production studio so, <laughs> so warner brothers being a production studio produced something very well made so like because it's what they do so it's kind of like weird but also kind of funny when like explaining it to people at the same time i loved seeing the posts that weekend of comic-con being like man i i just want to be dehydrated and spend way too much on a hot dog i miss it like i thought those (laughs) those were really funny i just want to stand in line for hours (laughs) yeah i thought those were funny (laughs) but going back to the dc fandom because um i was a big fan um what were you gonna say tony sorry Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say that I thought what they did was was a, a great sort of next step in the evolution of the of the virtual cons, and um, you know, it doesn't seem like it's possible that we won't ever go back to the way it was when it comes to large scale cons, mainly because of you know the the pandemic caused everyone to create their own hosting sort of experience, and so. DC fandom basically did their own thing and maybe they won't need to do San Diego in the future. Who knows? But, but I thought that it's a good thing that these big uh, entities and IP are creating these online experiences. You know, who knows what's, what's going to happen next and who knows like if it can actually cross the whole, um, you know, again, vendors and artist alleys and all that, you know, bring all that into it. You know, I don't know if it could do that or not, but at least I feel like it was a step in the right direction when it comes, when it comes to like an actual, like content exper- driven experience. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, I actually feel like conventions, I, I think a lot of the studios were probably thinking about was comic is Comic-Con worth it. I remember like two years ago and even this year, a lot of them were backing out. Marvel backed out completely. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sony right. backed out. Fox backed out. Yeah. Um, Everybody was starting to back up, but I think, like, especially now with in the uh, so there's there's a lot of weird things. And Sam, don't say anything because I know you can't. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> um, but I know, uh, uh, like, one reason that I feel that Disney is getting that Disneyland is getting rid of their passes is because when this is over, everybody's going to be going absolutely insane. They're going to be a, they're going to want to be around people. They're going to be a one. Yeah. They want to be everywhere they want to see every single thing that they possibly can outside of their home or outside of whatever restriction six feet away and everything like that so i feel like disney is that basically getting rid of of one reason and a smart reason and i'm so sorry to use this uh out like like, i parallel but like with south park episode when cartman gets his own theme park and does the whole thing and it's like well nobody's allowed to come in and they do the whole thing like well telling people not to come in and that they can't do this makes them want to do it more and (laughs) so 
but it's gonna be the whole. I think it's gonna be the exact same thing with conventions as those with theme parks. I think theme parks are going to just be insane for months and months and months right after this, and then conventions as well. So I think every every studio is gonna probably come back crawling and be like, "Hey, um, since I know everybody's gonna try to do every single thing and not take it for granted, um, we want to come back, please, please, and thank you." And I think the virtual thing is also gonna be, um staying out i just i just hope next time that paramount doesn't flag their own panels for copyright <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i feel so bad for that intern yeah. uh but anyway so that's 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 what i believe I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping that like we learn and conventions probably will be for the better but i uh i'm hoping that comic-con like everybody comes like crawling back and be like okay we're we'll we're back <laughs> please, please. Please, all all the whole age, please. Yeah, <laughs> I think right now I'm hoping and praying. It looks like maybe LA Comic Con in September and New York Comic Con in October might be the kind of the first ones back. I mean, what do you guys think? I'm I, so I've been prepared since since we figured out how uh, severe this is and um, how America just cannot adapt very well to. Uh, science i i i have i was and have been prepared for no conventions until 2022 if not 2023 uh quarter three 2022 um i think for what we know of conventions i think that we can have small gatherings and i think it's going to be um you know like definite regulated um people with masks and uh being uh being separated and everything, but I don't think that we'll have a convention like what we knew until 2022, 2023. Wow. With the rate things are going, I I mean, I would say that that's probably a safe bet without, like, saying, like, having a convention without restrictions, and hopefully this ages well. Um, (laughs) But um, last I heard, we should have all the vaccines out by summer. I hope at least... If not sooner, <laughs> but you know, one one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, it would be really crazy to think that that's the reality. But you know, I I think the biggest thing is just that um, our behavior has changed. You know, like we're even if tomorrow, if like magically, you know, the back the, the it went away, we're like paranoid now, and we're even you know we're just so like averse to large crowds and no masks and all that so you're right that regardless of like how everything the vaccine is distributed and all that it just seems like it's gonna take a while for people to feel comfortable gathering in large places again so yeah i was just telling uh one of my family members you guys know about the con cold right like yeah. the post-convention cold that people like sometimes get oh wait are you saying con crud no yeah. cold c-o-l-d no i know like, but like I think same thing. Same thing. Oh, okay, is that yeah, is yeah. that it? Okay, okay. So I I've only known it as like the Comic Con cold. See, Sam, us Connies say <laughs> con crud. I'm gonna call you <laughs> Connie from now on. That's hilarious. That's fine. <laughs> Tyler the Connie. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so just thinking about that, I was actually just talking about that like a couple days ago. About you know you go you go to the convention and sometimes like you come back and you feel like really run down and and like just kind of gross and yeah you get the sniffles or whatever cruddy or yeah <laughs> like Tony actually at the last Comic Con I got like it was so weird I got like this weird like 
I think I was really dehydrated and really tired. But like I was on the floor with you guys and I started like, I'm like, I can't breathe. Like I felt so claustrophobic. It was the strangest thing. It was so weird. So, but just to think about that and how like stores are empty and stuff like that now, like, you know, I've seen maybe like 20 people the past, like in this whole year, you know, (laughs) like if that, and if that from a distance. So it's just so strange to think that, you know, we were surrounded by like hundreds of people shoulder to shoulder on the floor and then you know now it's a ghost town and and i was just watching a movie where the characters went to like a concert and it's packed and i'm just like wow remember that remember doing that right i don't (laughs) i mean it's been so long i think i've been to over 300 conventions since 2007 and i've gotten con crud once at ax two years ago and that's the only time i've ever been sick from a convention which which is so weird because I know like every everybody else surrounds me always talks about my team as well. Once we're done with the convention, like everybody else is sick, and I'm just like not. And I'm I don't take care of myself. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your secrets. You're like I never drink water. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, when I go to conventions, I I bring like I bring like all my recording equipment. I bring like like all the necessities and stuff. And then what I bring is I bring applesauce, vitamin C, like uh, emergency or vitamin C pills. And and like a water bottle and like and I think that's I think that's what the key is is like I'm just constantly like upping my immune system as I'm right. there. Yeah, I've never gotten a cold or the crud after. I definitely feel tired or run down, but I think that's more of like you've been walking around and like not having as much water as you probably should have been drinking, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I, but <laughs> you know, this past year I feel like I I had like a existential crisis because my um. My personal social media account has has you know always been around um, crazy for Comic Con you know and right. this, this idea of like really celebrating everything that's all things related to cons and so you know last year there was with the bring no cons and like <laughs> who am I why do who I am I <laughs> what, what am I even doing and what am I even tweet- <laughs> tweeting about and no so I'm just like this is like crazy so i i just i just got a new um uh a new dog a new pet um it's a it's a uh pomsky so a a husky slash yeah husky slash um uh pomeranian and so maybe i'll change my my twitter handle to uh crazy for pomskies or something like that oh my god do it (laughs) i got it because right now it's like no cons to tweet about so it's just <laughs> so yeah well i mean we we do have WonderCon, uh you know the uh, well it'll be virtual and yeah. uh, i think some of them are going to be adapting at least from what i was uh going to uh you know like what i'm thinking and from because i know a few people who run their own conventions and so um i mean virtual conventions are, are gonna i think they're here to stay and i think that's actually kind of cool i think they're not for me, but I think it's cool that they're still there for people who can't go to conventions, who don't have any in their area, or, you know, like, maybe just can't be around crowds, especially, like, after everything's happening, like, having like, autoimmune disorders or just any other sure, uh, yeah. disability and stuff. So I think it's, I think they're great, and I think Comic-Con, I think CCI should keep doing the virtual stuff, but, you know, um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It man. might even open up a new, like, audience or new, new um new attendees if you will like if people are like yeah i live in the middle of the country and i don't really want to go out to you know I, i'm just going to say WonderCon or, or uh you know comic-con um but they've all they've always been on the fence about it this might make them really 
want to go when we can, you know, because again, we've been locked up and, <laughs> you know. So let me ask you, let's say in theory, if, if San Diego uh, again does the Comic-Con at home model where it's, it's all Zoom panels and, and you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's, you know, maybe a few more little bells and whistles, but for the most part, it's the same Zoom panels. Um, but because this is year two and they need to monetize it in order to sustain their own company, whatever that, um, you know, would, you know, would you pay to, even if it's considerably, because what's the norm, the normal ticket price for, um, you know, four, four days is like, you know, $125, $130, something like that. Um, but would you pay, you know, a fee? Like, would you pay $50? Would you pay, you know, to, to have access to, to that? Or would you just say, no, I'll just pass yeah. it? I actually was thinking about that when we were talking about it earlier. Why didn't they do that? You know, is it because like it's just been a hard year for everybody or do they think since it's out there on the internet, if they did monetize it, people would still leak it. And then, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just kind of like, Hey, we know this really sucked here. We'll do this for free. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's that, really I think... advertising anyway. Yeah. I think they did. That's what they did. was just, if you remember, they had to make that change about a, four or five weeks out and so i just think they they just quickly just said hey it's for free for everybody but i'm curious if if they put more work into it and have to do it again this year if it's going to be you know if it'd be free and if it wasn't then how much would people would how much would you pay to partake in a you know a virtual con and um, yeah i mean even if they get like ten dollars a day or something you know yeah yeah I mean, it's not a lot, but <laughs> but if you outprice it, you know, you could outprice yourself at that point, too. Again, because people could just like straight up stream it like, or, you know, record it on their TV or something or, or some platform or so, some way, you know, and, and leak it. So, you know, but I think that this pandemic has really forced people to get creative. And I, I'm, you know, a lot a lot has upset me in the past year, of course, but. A lot has inspired me because, you know, people have gotten creative with like their businesses, like especially small businesses and and, um, you know, forcing forcing like events to change up kind of like the Comic-Con thing or, you know, I, the drive through events that people have done like around Halloween time. Like, I think that that is kind of a game changer because it's some stuff might stick around like that. Like, I think that those drive through events were really cool. Um, I don't know. Um, it would be great if they could make it more. I don't know. Uh, more of an event so like they have like an outdoor shopping like area like a have have you heard of any of those happening like yeah um, we, we did we did um uh, we drove through the there was at the um uh what's it called the orange county fairgrounds they oh, had yeah. they had like a, a holiday experience drive-through experience and it was quite it was quite long like it was a it was the longest experience i've ever driven through Really, um, but it started. It started out with um, you pulled up into, and there was like food trucks, right? And mm -hmm. and so you you couldn't you couldn't pull up like drive through, but you could just get out and get your food and get back in your car. But the, you know, but they you know they had that available, and then um, and then it was just 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 giant drive through maze basically, where they had a mix of um, Christmas lights and then actors. Uh, dancing around and, and all that uh for the most part half of it was pretty pitiful um 
but then <laughs> but then the other half was pretty interesting like it was fun like they you know they created like these little worlds and there were people that were inhabiting it and um they had some areas that had like um uh snow you know they're blowing snow over and all that so there was a, some so, so there were actually some pretty fun parts and then again there was these parts where you're like did you just pull that out of your out of your store <laughs> your store your storage you know thing and yeah <laughs> and like half the lights aren't working you know and it's just it, oh my gosh you know so um i heard about the stranger things one that they converted into uh you know drive through experience and um, I heard, you know, my friends I went through said it was okay. I mean, it's better than nothing, but right, you know, exactly. But again, the, the the being in the car, there's still like a a barrier to you and the, you know, because because it, it was supposed to be like a a scary experience, and you know, when you're in a car, it's much different than when you're walking actually through a. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I haven't heard of anyone that said that their their drive through experience and whatever was like you know, like, uh, best thing ever, but, you know, <laughs> but it's, but it's but, better know, than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Better than nothing, I guess. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know, uh, so recently WandaVision came out and I cried a little bit. Like, actually I think I've teared <laughs> up in like every episode. I'm not going to lie. But when the, <laughs> when the first, like, you know, the, the title sequence comes in and like, you're seeing all the superheroes and you're hearing yeah. the music. And the Marvel thing, and just like yeah. I'm getting chills again. I, I talked about this on our last episode, but oh my god! Like, I realized, you know what? With everything we've gone through, because like obviously our focus has shifted, right? With like, you know, hey, I'm not like, hey, I want to go to the movies. I, you know, or we can yeah. go to the movies or whatever, you know. Uh, I, the, like the last thing I saw in theaters before everything shut down was Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> and I was like, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was really cute. I really don't remember a lot of it, but like I remember Jim Carrey doing a great job, and oh, the yeah, cast Carrey's is amazing. Progress. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I saw Harley Harley Quinn was not my last in the theater. So. Oh my oh, gosh! So wow. That's my, yeah. that's, that's my that's my favorite DC film so far. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but I did. I think it's was, been so uh, long. When I saw the the Marvel logo, it was like, oh man, we had a whole year plus right. a year plus without that Marvel logo. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, that, uh, it, it gave me chills when I when I when I saw it. Again, right, so absolutely, you know. Um, so what has been what I don't know if this is um, I probably should have prepped you for this question. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> what has no no no? It's not bad. I can see Taylor's face. He's like freaking out. No, it's just that there were so few that came out in the last yeah. year. So yeah. um, what is what was your favorite like 2020 movie? Or not not movie about 2020, but like yeah. <laughs> obviously that's probably this year. Um, but you know what new movie that came out? What was like your favorite? Yeah, I know you said Harley Quinn. Yeah, so you really enjoyed. Um, man, you know I did see the only. Um, I, you know, take that back. I'm sorry. Harley Quinn was the last one before the pandemic, but then, um, I did see Tenet. Okay, did you like that? So. Two things like uh, I went to, um, you know, they they redesigned the um, the Irvine Spectrum Center and uh, the 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 it's now a Regal whatever, and so they had a whole new um, IMAX and the whole theater's been renovated, um, which is great because you know at that time when the theaters were still open, this is I forget mid mid last year, the uh, you could see how many people were in the theater you know, before you bought the ticket. And um, right. so there was, this, you know, an IMAX holds like five, 600 people plus. 
And there was maybe like 12 people in the whole place. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, and so that's, a, that's one, definitely one of those movies that um, really benefits from the, the IMAX experience. And that's uh, why I have been waiting. I haven't yeah, seen it yet. I want to see yeah, it in the theater. Yeah. Um, I still have no idea what actually happened in the movie. <laughs> um, but it was a really wild ride. And um, I had to. You know, we had to like go look up a bunch of YouTube videos and a bunch of just to try to figure out exactly what happened in this movie because it's it's so like crazy mind bending. So um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like Christopher Nolan's best work, but some of the some of the ideas that he pulled off and some of the like the visuals um, were stunning. I mean, just really stunning um, storytelling. It's just very strange. It's very hard to to follow. But the um, but the idea is so bold, and it's it's uh, it's definitely a movie you've never seen before. So, um, so you know, that's I think that was um, a really memorable experience, especially since we only saw like you know two or three movies last year. <laughs> right. Um, that and, makes me uh, want to see Tenet though, because it kind of challenges me to like really pay attention to the film. And like yeah. you're describing that there's things that like cinematically that haven't been done before so yeah. that intrigues me you know i'm excited for that but i yeah, have been like holding off it's one of those movies that i think really would benefit from watching it at home with the like subtitles on because there's so much dialogue oh, okay. in the first part of the film and christopher nolan films aren't great when it comes to like things like comprehensible dialogue like he doesn't that's not part of his thing and so um, it's a lot of like mumblecore sort of like stuff, and so I think watching it with the with the subtitles and being able to like rewind and watch the scene again and just try to, I think would actually be pretty good. But yeah, there were several times during the movie that I leaned over to my buddy and I was just like, I have no idea what is happening. It's like <laughs> this this movie is smarter, clearly smarter than I am, and um, uh, but yeah, it's it's it was. It's unfortunate because I think on any other given year, like this would have been a movie that like really blew people's minds and people talked about it and all that. But uh, it's unfortunate that like not a lot of people got a chance to see it. Tyler, did you see it? Um, I'm not a, uh, especially lately, I've not a, I'm not a big fan of Nolan, especially since the pandemic happened. I, I kind of see him as a petulant child. Of, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying to not support him anymore. Oh, and okay. I also like I, it, it took me a while and a few rewatches of some of his movies. And I am not really a big fan of his. I'm more of a fan of his brother, Jonathan Nolan. I just feel like his movies are just so are OK. They're just so well like shot and edited. But I, I feel like he's not that he's not as good as we think he is, I think. And uh, and also like he can't write very well when it's something that he works on very much and like his and his brother takes a backseat you can really tell like dark knight rises uh because like when dark Knight rises was being made uh person of interest was was ending and so and just that's jonathan nolan's baby and um so he took like a huge back i don't even actually think i don't even know if he's credited anymore and so like with me i think dark knight rises is literally one of the worst comic book movies of all time and uh it's it's something that really upsets me thank you <laughs> and um so i i think he's done some good things but i think over the years i think his ego kind of just 
it's a disconnect with me where he's just like look how smart i am and i'm like actually it's really not that okay i mean all right i guess like i mean i figured it out but okay i i I didn't like interstellar at all i fell asleep like halfway through just being like all right and then i guess the ending (laughs) like (laughs) and so with tenant i love the actors i love robert pattison i like the other guy as well but i just i don't know i what he said about movie theaters and like the death of of movies when like there's a pandemic happening i'm just like i can't get behind this guy yeah, i have all that for my monologue <laughs> no no i agree i think that there, he definitely is a um he sort of represents um a an era a certain era of movie making and that obviously mm-hmm. the pandemic pandemic has forced a culture shift and yeah. those different ideologies are clashing and um uh you know so i think I, you know, I think like you, like you are real there. <laughs> well, no, no, I just think you, I think you have to look at these creators with a critical eye and realize that, yeah. that there's like good things and there's bad things. And, um, you know, I think we're in this transition era and it's just, we're, this is the growing pains of, you know, this, this era right now. So, yeah. Um, I was talking to my friend, like, what do you think that the Oscars are going to, be now you know yeah like are we going to well, have them I, virtually I, I, or i think we all know that doolittle is gonna just sweep <laughs> <laughs> well you know i think i think what's interesting is you know how warner brothers announced how they're gonna do all day and date releases for all their movies so for exciting. this year and i'm like wow like is you know and of course that brought all the backlash as far as like the death of movie theaters and all that but but again it's like um you know is that a good thing like I, I don't think theater movie theaters will, will go away completely but will they be like um bowling alleys and roller skating rinks you know where that they're exactly. around you know they're around and yeah but they're not like the thing the primary thing that we all go to anymore because of the movies already streaming on your 12 platforms that you're subscribed to now you know <laughs> so yeah i i just like i i i have personally have not had a good memory of of a movie theater since Deadpool one came out, except for when I go to, <laughs> when I go home to Texas to see family and go to an Alamo draft house where they yeah. literally kick people out after um, the second warning. And yeah. so, um, it, and so like, I, I just never really have good, good times. Like Deadpool yeah. one. I, I remember there was like four kids just running around. The parents are not caring. And like there's people <laughs> with cell phones, people talking and like people texting. And it's just like, I never have a good time at the movie theater, especially when it's so expensive. So I, I don't think they're going to go away, but they're definitely going to evolve and change. And yeah. um, so that's what I'm well, looking for. Well, you know, another thing, a uh, factor to think about is, um, again, as a for here within the this the, the million dollar question that all of us vendors are asking is, um, does streaming translate into merchandise? dollars you know and ah interesting typically for these big movie releases like wonder woman that came out a few weeks ago we would have like um like probably like four to six weeks out from a movie we'd have a swell of interest of merchandise because people want to wear something to the theater you know and do all that right oh yeah and then they would want to wear things after and then afterwards it would peak for two or three weeks and then that sort of curve would slowly diminish because people want to um, 
usually the whatever the next convention big convention is, there would be a big uptick in that particular merchandise because people saw something and they want to wear it or they want to wear it to a con or whatever. And so there was a very trackable sort of surge that was always around a movie. Um, so I actually but, have I have a thought. Like what? But what happens when we can see each other? And since Warner Brothers is putting things out into people's homes, uh, that gives families and stuff like an opportunity to be like, okay, cool. We'll come over to your place. We'll put yeah. our kids in a. We'll put our kids in a room and lock the door. And uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, well, I, I don't. Know, I think maybe it actually might maybe help a little bit. I don't know. Like, yeah, I hope. Part? I hope because. Because for us, there was not much of a, a change in the Wonder Woman merchandise with um, with Wonder Woman 84. Now, a, a lot of factors came out that because there were so many start and stop release dates for that film. I mean, oh, you, know, yes. you, you know, there was four or five different. So there was a lot of like the momentum really like just, you know, was it was tough for them to like really build. Um, real momentum for that movie um, just because of it, 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 the day changed so much. Um, and, but we definitely noticed that there was not as much interest in merchandise leading up to it. And then unfortunately, because of the critical reviews of it, the interest for it did drop off quite a bit. And again, like, yes, the movie itself was not as strong, but I do think that there's a difference when, you go with your friends and you see something in the theaters and you have all the opening nights and the big crowds and all that. And um, I think you're more forgiving when you're in those type of settings versus when you're at home and you're on your phone and you're like also watching another YouTube video that debunks Wonder Woman 84 while you're watching Wonder Woman 84. And, you know, and so <laughs> how so do I you do, know? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like live podcasting while you're watching a movie. And, you know, so I think that there is, it is different because it's a different experience. People, you know, react to differently. And so, so as a vendor, I know I'm personally concerned because I, I don't feel like that the streaming translates into merchandise nearly as strong as the, the, the live event sort of thing. So, um, so I am worried that as we go into this year and more stuff is streaming, that um, it's still going to be difficult for those people who are selling, you know, toys and clothes and art and all that related to the to the movie. Right, because it's not as distinguishable from like, uh, you know, hey, I was watching. Um, I don't know, a random show on Netflix the other night and then now yeah. I'm watching this new movie and you can't distinguish like, hey, I actually went out to the theater. We got dinner before and had this experience in this like immersive setting where hopefully no one's texting or talking. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to my friend about this actually, that there's a difference for like the opening night of seeing a movie you've never seen before with a bunch of strangers that also haven't seen it before. Like, you know, we'll always remember those iconic moments. Like, of course, like with Endgame, you know, like the whole like I will say you know, yeah, yeah in game was way actually better watching it in in a theater I th- oh yeah right sure. stuff like that you know and like I obviously saw that movie multiple times in theaters and like whether there's people there watching it again it still hits the same you know <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah you're I that's something I didn't actually even consider that's me neither yeah yeah that's yeah and then from your point of view Tony obviously that's like that's what you do consider so it is yeah. interesting that you do share that um and do you think though that I mean, I yes, Wonder Woman received a lot of flack, but everyone loves that first movie, and plus, everyone loves Wonder Woman though too. So, yeah. do you think that there's any sort of thing there where you know 
you have the Wonder Woman branding and you still have that character that you can, you know, as, as a, like a selling point, like, do you think that that has any sort of reliability? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a character that, you know, fans will love forever. And so, so definitely it's not going anywhere. And I think there's, there's, you know, I'll always bet on, um, it's like to me, Batman and Wonder Woman, regardless of how great or how bad their films are, there'll always be a, a fan demand for them. Right. Um, but again, if, if, you know, when there's a strong movie, it really does, um, help. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just, it, it's like a giant tidal wave, you know, and it just, mm-hmm. it really does affect everyone that's in merchandising again, toys, art, apparel, all that. And so, um, so, you know, like Wonder Woman definitely will continue to support because we not only we love the character and we believe in in female heroes. And so we'll c- continue to do that. Um, uh, you know, another interesting thing will be with uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League coming out in March. And again, ah. a weird, a, you know, a weird thing, because like that movie all had its, you know, all that drama and all the promotion for it years ago. And then all the Snyder cut hashtag Schneider cut drama leading up to it and then this <laughs> this now it's a four-hour release and so it's like yeah. will people want justice league stuff from this weird sort yeah. of frankenstein be version worth, of this movie <laughs> i mean what, we'll be worth producing it yeah yeah so it's a weird it's really weird for us because we're like uh, you know do we how much how much do we invest in this four-hour monstrosity that you know it's probably going to be better i guess but maybe yeah (laughs) nominally better i guess i don't know but it's not going to be a completely different movie unless you know because the script's still going to be relatively the same and it's just going to be different angles of what we already saw i guess i just think it's so weird that that's the movie yeah like not not suicide squad where it's right exactly where where it's known that there is a good script and there is a good movie and that it got ruined from studio involvement like yeah that's one where it's like you have David Ayer, who is an A plus director, and who they literally locked out of the editing room, and you're just <laughs> like, like we, it's just the weirdest that, that 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 Justice League is the one everybody was clamoring for. I'm like, well, no. It's what, what's crazy to me is how like they, you know, they've spent so much money on this on this this new version, like upwards to like seventy million or something like that. With yeah. when you consider marketing and everything, and it's like, wow, you could have like you could have made like a better Batgirl. movie. <laughs> you could make Batgirl with that movie. You could have made a whole new movie with right. that, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. And said, yeah. let's reheat leftovers yeah. from last night and eat it for dinner yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> and uh yeah, David Ayer even said that this that his suicide his suicide squad movie is edited. He's like, yeah. I think I need maybe two million dollars and that's it. And like, yeah, we could have gotten another movie, like a like a, like a Nightwing movie, Batgirl yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, Anything. Yeah. maybe you know like yeah or like yeah pre-production for wonder woman 3 already like something well i would uh, never i would never in my wildest dreams thought that the snyder cuts drama would have actually culminated in a new release and so i've already heard yeah. people talk about the you know david air cuts and there's already been that so maybe it'll maybe it'll happen i mean geez it's like if if that, that's the one yeah. yeah that's the one where i'm just like I don't know. I, I don't think there's a David Ayer movie I haven't liked yet, except yeah. for Suicide Squad. But like, yeah. I also don't. I don't count. It's like it's like trying to count like that as like the Brothers Grimm movie to a Terry Gilliam movie, where it's right. like 
you're obviously just like, well, this is nothing like the rest of his work. That's kind of strange. I wonder. And then, <laughs> right. and then you Suspicious. look at you and it's like studio involvement. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I think both directors were both like locked out of the editing room. Uh, they did reshoots with a different director. And it's yeah. like, you're like, oh, okay. Like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, Brothers I, had, Grimm. I, had, I don't know why I even thought about that movie. That is an I old had that movie. same. Um, <laughs> I had that same experience with. Um, I just recently somehow I missed it, and I just waited for the right time to see it. But over the pandemic, uh, Samantha, you asked about what's your the best movie you saw. I think the best one, honestly, was probably Knives Out. And, yes, um, amazing. Yeah, so I just I actually just saw it, and uh, um, yeah. okay, yeah, because yes. it came out last year, but yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah. But just I so stood so up and knocked my chair back. Yeah, when I watched <laughs> that at the, so, end, the end of it, so great, so competent, so creative, just so well cast, everything. And then from there, um, I don't know where you guys stand on um, the Last Jedi. My but, favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I, I was I was not a fan of Last Jedi, and uh, oh. I, I, to me, I felt like that the experience from the Last Jedi to Knives Out was like a, a, a Grand Canyon, as far as like as far as you know. Oh the, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You, you need to watch all of his movies. His movies are all Looper's so good. I love Looper so. I don't even like Bruce Willis, and like yeah, I yeah. Love no, Looper. no, I love Looper. <laughs> Looper, I loved, and so. Oh. Um, so but similarly, I just thought, wow, like, I, you know, I didn't get how we could get such a brilliant, perfect movie like Knives Out and then have something that happened with The Last Jedi. Because to me, again, just there's a lot of politics involved with the Star Wars film. So exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my, my hope is um, my heart's broken. Well, my, my hope is back to the original point that how does you know my i have been a long time like my fandom is dc and i love batman superman wonder woman and justice league and the back in the day when the um the super friends and all that even justice league unlimited and all you know all that was like so precious to me and so nothing broke my heart more than how justice league turned out the movie so I didn't think that they needed to go down this path, but maybe in some weird, bizarre, you know, alternate reality, this turns out to be a great movie. I don't know. If it is, I would be more, I will be so happy. I'll be so happy. Yeah, know? I think everybody wants it to be a good movie. It's just, yeah. we want to be realistic too. But no, also, it lot, comes out in March. There's a, lot, like, there's a lot of Marvel diehards who really want it to fail. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I am a Marvel diehard as well, but like, I love superhero movies at the end of the day. So, like, I want to see a good superhero movie. So, you know, I don't care if it's DC or not. Like, DC's put out some great films as well recently. Maybe not so much, you know, compared to Marvel, but, but let's not compare them to Marvel at this point, you know? <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. judging them on their own. Is this a good movie, you know? Um, cause they have a completely different setup. So it's kind of like, we talked about this last time, like, it's kind of like not really comparable because they have like so many movies backing them up as a full like experience versus DC doing like one or two that connect or a few that connect and then they don't and then they do. And, you know, so at the end of the day, it's kind of like, is this a good movie or is it not? You know? So maybe like in March, you know, obviously we're still going to be the way we are now with our pandemic. Um, maybe it will be kind of like those drive through events. Well, where it's like, well, this is better than nothing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Although uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier does come out in March, so 
so I'm, I will be looking forward I'm, to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to be able to watch things from home. I, but that's just me. I, I've just gotten to a point where, like, I'm so, my my like, especially like I, I kind of not redecorated, but I re uh, rearranged my apartment and like I'm just everything's so comfortable now. So I'm like actually like really excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, well, the one, the thing I'm honestly, the movie I'm most excited for this year is um, King Kong versus Godzilla. Like, yeah. that I'm is, so glad yeah, you brought that I, up. Absolute <laughs> most. Like, well, I, I love King Kong. I love Godzilla. And I've always wanted to watch them fight like with yeah. CG, really good, really, 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 really good graphics. And I, I'm just, I'm just so excited. And I totally hope there's a, uh, it's like, why did you say Mothra? Why did you, I'm just joking. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> great transition, Tyler. Hey, Tony, oh. tell us what's new at Hero Within. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're we too are also very excited about uh, about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, over the pandemic, one of the things that we did was we focused on the development of new partners and new licensed partnerships, and so um, so we were excited to to you know begin our partnership with Godzilla. And yeah, so it's been great. Uh, uh, we've been um, uh, in development of new Godzilla merchandise, which for me has been really exciting because I was a Godzilla fan ever since I was a little boy. And I remember staying up late nights watching uh, the black and white uh, original classic Godzillas and, of course, seeing Godzilla vs. Kong fighting way back when. And then the whole um, rogues gallery of Mothra and Rodan and Ghidorah and all those guys. and um so to kind of it comes full circle and to kind of live in a day where um you know we're seeing a new Godzilla vs Kong is really exciting and uh so we've been yeah so we've been really we just released um up the first couple pieces and they've been great response and we're excited about bringing kind of a new you know a new sort of fashion sense to a very old fandom so so yeah yeah, I've seen I'm, the pieces and they're them, awesome. They look, yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They're amazing. Oh my god! I bought the hoodie today, actually. <laughs> oh, right on. That's great. I yeah, can't wait know, to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's we're still in the beginning phases, so you know, there's still you know a lot more to develop, but but the response has been great, and it's been fun to to it's it's a different look for us because we typically do like more subtle approach to design, but you know, Godzilla is so he's he's a he's so big and bold and. There can't be anything. Godzilla's not subtle. There's nothing subtle about Godzilla. So, <laughs> so we want. We love to, Godzilla. Yeah, what are you talking so we, about? I, I, my favorite part is when he's tip when he's tiptoeing yeah. around the cities and <laughs> yeah. avoiding all of the buildings yeah. and just yeah. like, oh, almost got you. <laughs> Actually, I want to see that Godzilla. I think that would be really hilarious. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, excuse me. And it's like you see him like tiptoeing, like yeah. you were saying, from like a wide shot. But then you zoom in, and people are like, oh my god. <laughs> I think that would be really funny, actually. I, but I, He's like he's going to a store to buy some like CBD oil. He's like, I just need to relax, please. I, I just like please. I don't want. I don't want to be a problem. I'm sorry. He's at, he's at the DMV and he's just like patiently waiting outside. Oh. Like, oh, I want to see polite Godzilla. That'd be so cute. Um, <laughs> so Tony, you said that this is kind of a different look that you guys normally do, which is true because your stuff is more subtle and yeah. Um, your stuff I love just in general. 
But I love that I can like get away with wearing it in the workplace. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a secret geek, but actually it's not really a secret. Everyone knows that I'm a geek, but um, I just love that it could be integrated in like a professional world. Mm. And like, you know, and like the true fans would know they're like, Hey, is that a black Panther dress? And I'm like, you know it. And they're like, that's amazing. I'm like, yep. And it also has pockets, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it creates that, that dialogue and it's, it's a lot of fun. So thank you for dressing us so well over the years. Yeah. And yeah. also, um, I think I'm trying like to get around four or five or like, maybe even six hero within nice stuff, so yeah yeah, yeah I, I buy as much as I can honestly <laughs> and if I don't buy it somebody buys it for me and gives it to me as a gift so that's amazing too <laughs> oh, well th- um, thank you for your thank you for both of you for your support so yeah of course but uh, um, I have a really big question though who do you yeah. think is gonna win or wait, wait, actually you know what okay I don't think eh, neither one of them are gonna win because I think they're both gonna have sequels after it but yeah. like but okay, let's just say who, who would that, win? Like, like, yeah, like who would win? I mean, geez, how could you? It's Godzilla, hundred percent. Really, one thousand percent. Godzilla, two thousand. All it, takes, it, it just takes it just takes one, you know, uh, nuclear powered radi- radioactive blast in, in King Kong's face is melting off. So it's just like. True. Uh, now, part of it depends on the the elements because, as we kind of see from the trailer, like um, if Godzilla is in the water and Kong is somehow near the water, I mean, Godzilla's going to take him out because it's just his element, right? And then I yeah. guess if you're, you know, in the different area that requires some agility and all that, because Kong is so such a crazy like climber and jumper and all that, then maybe you know King Kong will have the edge there, but. The fact that he's got like a ballistic weapon that's as powerful as it was, um, that's pretty hard to beat. Um, especially yeah, remember I agree. That, remember <laughs> that one? Um, uh, I forget it. I think it was the the first Kong film a couple years ago, or no, I'm sorry, the first Godzilla film a couple years ago, where at the climax he like grabs that beast by the mouth and rips his mouth yes. open, and he yeah. shoots he shoots down yeah. his down his throat and it like decapitates basically it melts his body and his yeah. head his head sort of like just yeah. melts from his body you know so just that move alone man will is you know that's the finishing move <laughs> against anybody right but it's true um, like yeah the trailer shows you know king kong throws a, a crazy right hook yeah that's nothing when you have like laser breath you know so. yeah but at the same time like i guess it's from the trailer like it looks like he's because he's got um uh, opposable thumbs, like he fashioned yeah, some right. sort of crude weapon, an axe or something like that. So, so you know, I don't know how talented. Maybe he ends up um, in his as a hobby. You know, he he fashions himself a chainsaw or something like that, and he uses that. Uses that. <laughs> he's in the him. shop. Yeah, he's there. Like, <laughs> oh, he's, See, he's okay, so the director. See, like all my money's on <laughs> all my money's on Kong because yeah. he's agile. He knows how to hide. Yeah, and good. like that's the thing. He's so fast. Like Kong is so fast. He knows how to hide, and um, like, and he also he he knows how to defend himself. Like he, Godzilla has fought a couple monsters, you know, especially like with the last movie. So he is a little well seasoned. However, like Kong was constantly fighting, uh, dinosaurs, and I, I now like with with Kong Skull Island with uh with the kaiju from uh, Pacific Rim. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I think like he's just so seasoned with monsters where Godzilla is is not. And so I, I feel like Kong kind of knows how to 
you know, how, how to mess things up, I guess. For... I think it will be kind of a, le- you know, kind of an even fight at some points. Yeah. But, you know, I, I am I am with Tony. Actually, we were talking about this a couple days ago. Yes, Godzilla <laughs> all the way. Yes, Godzilla all the way. I'm so scared but... that he's like secretly Mecha Godzilla, And I really hope that's not true. Like... Yeah, I because, yeah, I, I read something about that, but. I don't think it's true. Oh, I haven't yet. I just, I just like, I, I just like, I was like, okay, there, it's not going to be Godzilla or something is wrong. That's obviously because Godzilla is our protector. But like, well, ch- ch- chances I love are, Mecha too much. Yeah, chances are it's it's going to be that like Godzilla wins one round and Kong wins another round, and then there's like some sort of stalemate, and then there's another threat that you know they have to sort of uh, rally together, yeah. become friends or whatever. And yeah. so they made it being friend frenemies by the uh, by the end of the like end of Freddy the movie. And, Freddy and Jason come yeah. in. But it's, but it, but <laughs> it's it like hard. a buddy cop movie. <laughs> it, it is hard to imagine that like one would be outright defeated versus another because of just both the the characters are so beloved, you know. And, uh, and like then from a bo- marketing standpoint, it's like who has the movie next, right? So well, and then well, and then another aspect, you know, the the the. Um, What's it called? Uh, we have a, our, our meta knowledge of um, the the business side of this is that you know Kong is held by Universal and then Godzilla is held by Toho International, and so they both have to have a special partnership in order to make this film, and so neither one is going to agree to an outright loss of you know one of their characters that somehow you know damages the the you know the reputation of the character but a so, good death though a good death would be so cool though but, the, like, but neither one would let them let that happen you know because they have to spin true. off into their own movies and all that stuff so so i i just feel like that <laughs> probably a stalemate is probably the the best we can it's going to be batman yeah. v superman they're yep. going to say say why did you say martha martha yeah. <laughs> And then they're both gonna hug, and then they're gonna, you know, find something I, else. I, and so. I can't, I can't wait for like the fan yeah. edits where it's just like, why did you say Ma- Mothra? Yeah, yeah, Mothra, Dave Mothra. Mothra. Dave Mothra. Why do you say that so name? Funny. Oh my so gosh. Maybe, you know, maybe like um, Ghidorah, the three-headed thing, arrives, and they have to both have to fight it. You know, but there's gonna oh, have to be. Sure. There's probably going to have to be some some type of outside influence that brings them together. So. Yeah, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be Mecha Godzilla. I yeah, just want, I just love Mecha so much that he just like he's just should be his, has his own movie, especially the the old storyline of. Never mind, I, I we'll be here forever if I keep talking about Godzilla. <laughs> I was reading that the director said that there will be like you'll walk out of the movie realizing who won, so that's just all you know all he said but that was also like a report from three years ago yeah. so i don't know how true that still it, is or he, he's gonna be like you know who won all the friendship along the way like, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. that's what i was thinking yeah <laughs> friendship yeah <laughs> so. but um i'm excited for that mortal combat because i'm just like i can't wait to see them ruin mortal combat for the third time uh <laughs> just I'm sorry. That wait this is a, there's a second to it. I, I can't remember. This is the third. I, I remember the original classic one. Yeah, they had Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which are direct sequels, and then they redid it with Mortal Kombat Legacy, which was a web series oh. that got turned into a movie that was actually Weird. really awesomely casted and had it. It was it was realistic. So like Baraka was like a cannibal, 
Um, and like, so it was very realistic and it wasn't done like poorly. It was just kind of like, I mean, low budget, low budget. Yeah. It was just, it was just a web series. So you're just kind of like, so when like they were selling on Blu-ray and you're like, okay, that's when you've gone a little too far. (laughs) Like, um, it was fine, but like, yeah, it was like, it had like Jerry Ryan in it, uh, as Sonia. And, but anyways, and so the new movie is coming out, I believe May or June this year, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Just like. I'm hoping it's amazing, but because I love Mortal, that's my fighting game. But anyway. what platform is that going to be on? Uh, HBO. It, it's it's, uh, it's yeah, also HBO so, Max. Yeah, okay. uh, Warner Brothers owns Midway. That um, uh, uh, Com- Mortal Kombat. So uh, okay, all right. Which is and so yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. All right, Sam. I, uh, uh, do you have any more questions or anything else you want to talk about? Those are all my hard-hitting questions. The, the other two I'm excited for is um, Top Gun, if that ever comes out. I don't, I don't oh. know. Oh. Or Maverick, I guess they, you know. They keep saying. Yeah, Maverick, yeah. I, I think they've recently said that they're not going to go streaming, so they are for sure going to wait. So who knows oh, when wow. that nice. will come out. And then um, uh, I'm ex- I, I'm not been a Daniel Craig fan, the James Bond era, but I am, I'm, I'm excited for No Time to Die. I think that's. I'm very excited yeah. for it. Love yeah. I loved him in Knives Out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> he's so good. You see, you see, Lucky Logan. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah. no, I'm so ex- I'm a James Bond fanatic. Um, and yeah. I forgot that that was coming out this year. So thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Wait, Sidebar, um, real fast. I want to circle back to Knives Out because I love it so much. So I had to correct myself earlier. I said it came out last year, which I forgot. It's a new year. It came out in 2019, which is so weird. So long ago, like in November, right? I still um, really count 2020. I, so when I say last year, I usually mean 2019. So yeah, same, okay. same. So it came out on digital. And this is just like, you don't have to keep this in the show. It's just like a fun thing that I wanted to share. Um, So I bought it on digital <laughs> because I couldn't wait to see it. Uh, and I couldn't wait to show it to my family. So I watched it with um my grandmother and my mom. And then later on, when my mom was in the hospital, um, you know, towards the end, um we were talking yeah i mean like what else do you do right so um you know so i said like hey what were you know i think it was actually her friend that asked like what her favorite movies were like of the last year or so and she said um knives out and jojo rabbit and that made me Ah, so happy because i loved both of those movies movies. i don't know when i'll be able to watch jojo rabbit again just because of the content if you've seen it i'm like i don't know if i can that movie made me cry yeah yeah it made me cry then and it would probably make me cry even more now so like i don't know (laughs) it has the only scene that any movie or any medium at all ever made me feel terrified and also like made me laugh as well at the same time it was the one where yeah when the gestapo are coming in and like yes. it's a hilarious scene, but then it's also the most intense scene like ever. And so it's just exactly. like it's the weirdest. It's like the it's like, it was like the weirdest emotion I never. It was like it was happy scared, or it was right. it was it was yeah humor yeah yeah humor thriller. Uh, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then the other movie she said was Shazam. So like those are three movies that I was like I loved so much, and I still do. And so that meant a lot to me because movies mean a lot to me. So like it meant a lot that she loved those movies as well. So I'll always hang on to that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, with the, with the Knives Out, though, um, particularly, I didn't think it was going to be as rewatchable as it actually is. We actually watched it last week again. And I like I came home from work and I was like, oh, my God, Knives Out is on. Like, I freaked out and I, <laughs> I sat my stuff down and I ran to the living room. I was like, we're watching this. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this. And 
oh man, it was it was great again. And you notice little things. It is yeah. definitely rewatchable. It's yeah. so it's on Prime. I've watched it. I've watched it three times, and I love it. Yeah, every yeah. single time. Also, watch Invisible Woman that came out last year as well, like 2020. Yeah. Actually, Invisible yeah. Invisible Man. You mean Invisible? That's what man. I meant. Invisible yeah. Man. Oh, okay, I can't, cool. no, I just make sorry, sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. I was like, I was like, I was like, were there two in, like Invisible Man, Invisible Woman come out? <laughs> no, strange. we watched it last night, and that movie's again rewatchable as well. So like that movie's really good. So recommend that, that one. Movie, that movie scared the shit out of me. I don't know if I want to. Watch yeah, it, again. it was so good. It was it, so I, good. I was, I was stressful. Oh, I was oh, uh, over the pandemic. I um, probably the my uh, two new favorite shows one's an old one and one's a new one but the new one was um i started watching the crown you guys have watched oh the crown? Yeah. yeah i've been wanting to yeah uh, yeah my I, uncle said it was good the um i i just jumped into i kind of uh um i jumped straight into season four which is like really a, that's probably a, a, net, a streaming crime but um <laughs> it's the um because it's a storyline that where you it brings in princess diana and just that right. whole thing so, which is familiar. That's my generation. So I was really familiar with that. Right. So, but it, but it's just amazing. Like the crown was just, you know, now I'm back to watching season one and going through it, but, uh, but the crown's really awesome. And then, um, an old show that I just never saw was, uh, the newsroom. Do you guys ever see the newsroom? Oh, I haven't seen it. No. I, I yeah. love, I love Aaron Sorkin. So yeah. uh, I really love season one. Season two took a little bit of a dive, but it was still really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I really wish it came back for a third season. Uh yeah, I loved it. So this that was probably my, you know how like there's certain things that that you can watch like during the pandemic, like you know Cobra Kai. Everyone's watching Cobra Kai, right? So there's a lot of like online <laughs> chatter about it. Yeah, and then like even the Crown, like a lot of people are watching it. There's a lot, of, you know, there's there's like a lot of people are collectively watching a lot of things that you can kind of share in it. But then you watch something like newsroom that came out like a decade ago or whatever it is. And like, no one's watching it. Yeah. So (laughs) I started watching Veep and I didn't know how old that show was. Like, Oh my gosh. So, right. So I kind of right there with you. I kind of had like this own very solo like experience where, you know, it was, I was very isolated no one was talking about it and um but i that was probably those are two of my favorite shows from this past year yeah that's it yeah yes those, those are i've been wanting to watch the crowd everybody's talking about it i've been loving yeah everyone's talking well, about I, it I, I, unfortunately with, with with us having like 10 shows on the network i don't have a lot of free time but <laughs> I, I know like, right one division has just been nothing but stress and happiness and yeah. so it's like oh god that that show stresses <laughs> me out uh, so I good. Have, I have not loved WandaVision. I think what? I think I think that the um, and I was a big fan of I Love Lucy. I watched the Dick Van Dyke, Brady Bunch, all that stuff. Um, I, I, I you know, it, it's my criticism is what the criticisms that that we've all heard that it's just taking too long to to get going. The this last episode, season four, I thought or episode four, I thought was fantastic. So I'm I'm in it. Like I I thought that was really great and. It, it it brought everything together, but I thought the first two episodes was too. Um, it was, you know, twenty five minutes of shenanigans for three minutes of plot, and it just wasn't for me. I felt like episode one and two should have been combined, and then they should have gone gone from there. So, so it was a, a little bit like not you know, it's not like I didn't like it. It is fine. I enjoyed it, but but I just felt like that when you have a season that's literally only what nine episodes, you know, you, you can't use 30% of it and not tell enough story to me. So, um, so again, 
it's not it was good it was perfectly fine but um i was a little frustrated i think by the you know at the beginning but season episode four was incredible and so um really interested to see where it goes goes from i knew there, episode so. four would bring in people you know a little bit more yeah because like yeah. i understand what you're saying for sure yeah. um yeah but episode four really 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 hit so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for friday already <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. R- Randall Park is like has been. I- I've actually been a fan of his for a very long time, even before yeah, when he was uh other Jim on Office. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. he did a bunch of comedy and a bunch of sketches and stuff. Um, like years ago. Um, I don't think it was a Groundlings or like Second, maybe like Second City, but it was like one of those where he was like on, doing like, YouTube and just sketches that that were around. And, and I had just been a really big fan of him since then. And then he would be like an extra, uh, like. Uh, an extra with lines in movies like um and uh of one movie that show everybody that he has like maybe four lines in it but he's still like the like the greatest it was from from way back when it's called yeah. um they came together but anyways mm-hmm. i love randall park and i think he should i think he needs to be in every single marvel thing <laughs> i think he Me needs too. to be he's the awesome. new agent colson yeah um <laughs> so. new agent colson or new asian colson Oh God! Uh, I'm not saying that. Well, I, you can say that, Tony. <laughs> we cannot. Uh, anyway, uh, I was just say what I love about these Disney Plus series is that they can bring in all these, you know, ancillary characters like the Darcys and the, you know, yeah. Um, finally, into- finally, maybe like Darcy for the yeah, first yeah. So seriously, I think seriously. I, I think it's what's so great is that they can bring in all those other characters that we haven't had a chance to really see. So, so I'm really excited about them. Yeah, so, I really want yeah. Eric. Sel- I really wish Eric Selvig was in it too. Like, yeah, totally. at, at all. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. would have been cool. Anyway, yeah. we should probably end. Uh, this is one of our longest episodes. <laughs> nice. Well, Tony's worth it. <laughs> yes, a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> and you can cut out anything I say. It's fine. Just cut. Just no, cut me I'm out. I'm not going to cut out. No, but, um, <laughs> I usually cut me out. I- I'm the one who talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Tony, for being here. You are awesome. I can't wait to see you. And I, I think the last time I saw you was at the OMG market, um, where when you were at that um the, oh, the outdoor mall. Yeah, and yeah, uh, right. you didn't know that there was a. There, I don't think I, I don't think you knew that there was a uh, like an event going on or anything. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. But um, Maybe. yeah. So, but thank you so much. Um, also tell our listeners a little bit more. You know, like uh, plug plug more here. Plug away. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can find us on herewithinstore.com and here within on all the social media. Um, we'll be coming out with uh, not only new DC merchandise, but Star Trek, uh, Doctor Who, Godzilla, and all the things. And so we're um, always adding and growing our licensing family. So stay tuned for more exciting stuff. Perfection. Awesome. Yeah. My wallet is ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, tell us uh, some Betty Geek news. Hey, um, I'm doing art and streaming on Twitch, and it's super exciting. Right now, my sister and I are streaming the Nancy Drew games, which I played when I was a kid, and they're really hard for children and also really hard as an adult. So (laughs) come watch us use our what little brain power we have to solve crimes (laughs) over on Twitch, (laughs) and that's at Betty Geek, uh, B-E-T-T-I-E, as always, uh, Geek on most platforms so you can find me on instagram as well as etsy perfect 
And uh, thank you for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on thegrandgeekgathering.com, where we have other podcast videos and articles and so much more. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. I stream on Twitch. We also have a Discord if you want to be invited. Shout at us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, all the stuff. And uh, our music has been provided by Carlisle Laurent. Please go to HeroWithinStore.com and buy some of the coolest, awesome, most comfortable clothes of all time. And have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. So you think you got a lot to say? Well, I think you better clear the space. When it comes to movies, I got the better taste. No one knows what you're talking about anyway. Grab.